Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. I am delighted today to be joined by Nick Streeter. So I've known Nick for several years now uh, through the Oxford community uh, and, of course, uh, through my husband, Tim Foster, uh, who has been an ambassador for special effects and one of our investors, Sarah Seavey, who's also involved with special effects. So we have a, a very close tie between Tech Pixies and special effects. And I thought it was really important to do a partner spotlight because uh, a lot of people don't know but Special Effect has been instrumental in TechPixie's success over the last uh, five or six years and connected to us and working with us uh, even before TechPixie existed when I was running Made With Joy. So I want to bring Nick on and talk to him about Special Effect and what they do because I think it will tug on the heartstrings of most of our listeners and watchers uh, and uh, to our podcast. So Nick, thank you for joining us today. I'm really excited to get to talk to you about the subject that is so important and most people don't even know that much about it <laughs> oh, well uh, great bit to be here joy uh, and sort of thank you ever so much for, for your kind words um it's been it's been great there's lots, lots of links with, with tim and and sarah and yourself and i think you came to visit us about about seven years ago and i know tim came to the, the center and he had to go eye control uh driving um, and it was really good actually to be fair it was really fast <laughs> yeah, and when you talk about eye-controlled driving, you're talking about driving a car in a video game. Absolutely, yes. Um, so in, in terms of the work that the charity does having an impact uh, across the UK, also globally, thanks, thanks to support uh, like yourselves. So basically, first and foremost, we help uh, children and adults to play video games. So that can be conditions like cerebral palsy, muscle dystrophy, motor neuron disease. Uh, so children uh, to play with siblings, play with, with, with their parents, um, to have fun and freedom. I think in the last year, technology has been so, so important. And the fact that distraction and escapism is, is just is just everywhere. So that involves um, bespoke solutions with controllers. Um, so there's Xbox and the Playstations, um, but also in terms of eye control. So um, we, you can play a driving game with, with, with your eyes, but also excitingly uh, in November, we launched iGaze Games. Um, so the last four years of development, so you can be in Oxford, uh, playing hyperdrive chess against somebody in Australia or America or anywhere across the world. So it's kind of the, the charity, people think we're bigger than we actually are, uh, which is kind of a compliment, um, I think, but we, we don't charge um, all disabilities. And so it's not a very great business model, but it kind of works, uh, affects people like, uh, like the tech Pixies community. Um, we also have a project called Stargaze, which has been uh, since the start of the charity. So that uh, works in hospitals and hospices and individuals. Once again, when we were eye controllers, so that's a big part of what we do. So there was a young guy called Rob um, who was injured in a car crash um, and he's been an amazing ambassador for us. And um, Rob, um, with eye control, he got a first in law and he's been just an, such an inspiring guy. And for us, it's stories like that inspire people. And I think in terms of social media, um, we get lots of... Um, just because we put something on LinkedIn and people see it, you know, and it's kind of and speaking to people. So we're doing lots of virtual talks at the moment to uh, games companies and other companies, and you, you never know who's out there, who's needed that we might be able to help. Um, so we've also got another project um, helping children with leukemia called Bubble Busters. So there's these lovely little, little telepresent robots, um, and they're in the schools and, and the child's at home, and they communicate and feel engaged. So obviously like technology changing the world. Yes, so we do a lot. We work with game developers. Um, so that can be 
the, some of the big guys like Xbox, we independent developers, and we don't charge. So we're, we're independent. We don't care who it is. It's all about relationships. It's all about friendships and people sharing story and stories. And hopefully, um, yourself, Joy, Tim, Sarah, you know, you, you feel part of the charity. So if you see a case study, I've done a bit of fundraising or just shared something, you know, you've been part of that. Um, yes, yeah, so, so that's kind of a potted sort of uh, history of special event. with 15 years in the, in the next year. Um, so the, the first eye control system for the most school cost about 20 grand. Um, it's, it's a lot cheaper now. Um, but for us, yeah, we don't charge anybody. So if you know anybody we can help, you go to the website and kind of there's a short form. Um, demand is huge at the moment, but we will get back to you. So there might be somebody um, that we can help to gain or to communicate. So when you say demand is huge at the moment, that means that actually the more money you're able to raise, the more families you're able to help. Is that effectively? Yeah, in a sense, yes, it's kind of what we're doing there. We're trying to, we've got a version of Minecraft with um, eye control. So that's totally free. Uh, so so we're developing resources so and how-to videos because, you know, we're inundated with, with, with requests. and you can't, So it's trying to be really, really smart. And we're, we're launching a a virtual dev kit for game developers late in this year, showing what they can do to make the games more accessible. So we were trying to think, actually, we can't, on getting every email, be with everything in the world, but are there really smart ways that we can share best practice? And you know, we're not campaigners, we're catalysts, as Dr. Mick says, it's kind of shown by example and, and, and doing fun stuff. You know, for us, the best part of my job is, it, you know, is when you we can share, um, share stories. Um, well, and let's talk about some of the stories because I think the stories that you share are just amazing. But um, I'm sure one of the ones, and you have multiple of them, but is the concept of a child who has been unable to play with their siblings because of their whatever condition that they've got that, that prevents them from being able to play a video game with their siblings, which we know, I mean, in my house, you know, very often the family uh, connection is done on Minecraft, you know, and that's how, you know, I mean, Tim's into it. The kids are into it. They do their whole, you know, building worlds and all that stuff. Um, so when a child who cannot play with their sibling gets to play with their sibling for the first time, talk, talk to us about that. What that what does that look like? What does that feel like? Well, I mean, it's been described by somebody as like a magic moment. You know, there's been examples like in, in normal times when our therapists will, will go into to help a family um, and that happen individual. And, you know, and when they leave the house or when they left the house back in, you know, it's like they just ignored because the child's so engrossed in the in the game. But that's really good. There's a story that I'll be sharing later on uh, on my LinkedIn, but it would be across our social platforms, a little lad called Corey in Birmingham. So Corey was five when we first um, helped him. He had a, a prenatal stroke, so he's hemiplegic. And his dad went into game in Briley Hill, I think it was, and said, oh, yeah, my uh, Jamie, the old brother, can play, but, but Corey can't. And somebody had seen us somewhere uh, at game and said, oh, have you heard of this charity? So fast forward, he came to Special Effect, and we've helped him throughout uh, the last six years. Um, he's now 11. And, and it's like his dad's a personal friend of mine now because like there's a little community of people and my daughter's been helped by the charity uh, way back when um, and the, the fact that Corey can now game with his brother and we got approached by EA Sports a few months ago uh, one of our ambassadors he said oh, how are you doing Nick um, we've got these few virtual mascot spots so yeah, but you can, you can help he's now a Man City fan 
So we arranged for him to be a, a virtual mascot. His picture was on the big screen. He got a signed shirt. So, you know, it's kind of, it's not about money. My job is, you know, I'm a fundraiser. We need to raise money. But actually, it's about people feeling uh, part of stuff and, and being flexible to do exciting things. And so I think we've got a little video that we can share next week. But it's actually making sure that the people like yourselves feel part of it and don't feel you have to fundraise, but just it doesn't matter. It's kind of the fact that you share something on it. On a LinkedIn page or well, let's talk about that because one of the things we we say in the Social Media Superhero Bootcamp is uh, you want to create kind of irresistible content. This idea that you know if you ask a question, it's an irresistible question that people want to answer. And I think what you do really well at Special Effect with regards to social media is you showcase these case studies and you have beautiful videos. Um, that tell the story. You have beautiful pictures that tell the story. And you it's not about the tech. I mean, it is about the tech to a certain degree. But you're not, you don't go on social media and say, uh, you know, here's the latest tech change we've made to make this more accessible with the eyes. You go on and you say, here's Corey, who got to play a game with his brother or sister or do you know what I mean? And so I think what's what's really interesting to me is I've watched your social media over the years. And you, um, you really understand this concept of, you know, people, people buy from people, people give to people, people interact with people. And it's that concept that if we can bring the transformational stories to life, we can pull at the heartstrings and connect with people and make people realize how important this is. Because, uh, you know, we all had for the very first time uh, felt the isolation that, you know, we came with COVID, um, but children and adults with the different kind of conditions you're talking about, that's a lifelong, uh, you know, sentence of isolation. And then it's really important to develop technology that brings their, brings them virtually to, to different things and also brings them the ability to interact virtually. So the work you do is incredibly important and incredibly impactful. Um, do you have any other stories you can share with us? There's, there's quite a few. And the thing is, it's like about being authentic and not being afraid to be different. And you make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but it's kind of learning from them and actually, you know, being brave enough to do. I mean, I, I put a LinkedIn post up as I arm ever way about me doing a run and sort of I took like a light height thing and stuff. People were like really commenting, it. and I did that just because it's true a lot. But it's making friends and see what happens. That's my big advice and you know, Dr. Mick and the team just wish the storytellers you know those are the, the guys and girls who, who have stories and the fact that they can have, have a little go in Canada like they've done and actually you know, having somebody in Whitney or, or Carterton it's kind of you know and that's it's, and that's it's just not being afraid to be different I think and you know look we're, we're a charity that does things totally differently than you know breaks bit conventions I think but we're authentic and we all deeply passionate care and you know the fact that you know, when when lockdown hit uh, we thought oh, we'll do a quiz but we don't want to do a quiz like everybody else um so i, I texted tim for a question stuart pierce the footballer sort of uh, via a friend did one and people might say oh that's kind of oh you know those people well we don't people we know people know people and it's actually and it's not about about the, the fundraising we we deliberately we've got an event uh, with uh, a english cricketer next week doing a q a now i know we could charge a lot more but we don't want to <laughs> we want we'll have a raffle <laughs> you know we'll have some nice prizes and kind of but the stories of the kids and the adults that we help and actually you know we thought last we got told you know in terms of video content i mean i don't social media i don't really i, I do my linkedin mainly and 
Becky and the team, Mark do a great job across the channels and it changes so quickly, isn't it? But if we can keep, if we can keep to the story and actually do think and we do a tech post one, one day, but it's all about the case is the best thing that, that we share. That's interesting what you said because the technology does change all the time, but what doesn't change is the story. What doesn't change is the transformational impact you're having on people's lives. So the beautiful thing is, is that no matter what the change that happens, you just mold the story to fit what's going on. And I think that's the important thing. As long as the team that is working on the account is willing to try different things, uh, that's so important. I just listened to a really, really great in interview with a guy uh, named Steve Bartlett, who wrote Happy Sexy Millionaire, and who also, um, which is a brilliant book, by the way, but he he was um, being interviewed about kind of what what should you be doing in social media in 2021. And he was just basically like, experimenting. That's what you should do. He said, you know, it, and, and we know, you know, early adapters to reels, they have huge benefits from that. Early adapters to Clubhouse have had huge benefits from that. And it's kind of that willingness to, to say, okay, well, the story is the story. And then how do I leverage the algorithm and the new technology to get that story out to more people, you know? And we were joking, we had a TikTok workshop recently with um, a, a Plassey, who you probably know, she's in the Oxford space, you might know yeah, yeah. her. Yeah, you know, I mean, everyone in Oxford knows, you know, it's a small circle and I, this podcast goes out to people all over the country, but Oxford is very tight knit. You kind of know who's who's who. But Plassey has built up this huge um, TikTok following with 50,000 followers almost overnight by being willing to talk about being a single mom, being willing to talk about mental health. And um, she's funny and she creates these funny videos. And I think the thing is, is that you know the storyline is the same single mom and mental health let's talk about these things in a positive way the medium changes but you just adapt to the medium and you get the story out there and i think what the the, the work you're doing is amazing and the fact that you have been able to adapt to it but also understand the power of stories is so so important i agree and i think it's the stories of, of uh, the volunteers as well it's not just about it's about the people involved you know and they're the guys who do all the, the girls who do the great work we just tell about it and actually say, say experiment be, be different you know actually just because um, a huge charity like nspcc are doing something um or Cantorisa, it doesn't mean that that's right for you it, for me it's not about numbers at all you know, oh, you've got, yeah, so what? <laughs> it's kind of, it's about the quality of, of, of people uh, that you've got. And also things like, um, if you want a, a story, um, what I often do is I email people, a bit old school, and say, look, we've got this story coming, and, and, and so is there any chance that you could share it? Just like, and, and pick up the phone, I'm really old school, where actually, you know, people, and say this is coming, and then, you know, who are your contacts in a particular company that you want, but not asking for money, say, can you share this story? Yes, it's the key. I mean, it sounds a bit and, and ask advice. People are generally lovely, um, you know, and ask people what they think and don't get offended. I mean, ultimately, yeah, we want to try and make the world a better place with technology. And actually, you know, we want to be here. And for us, as an attitude, we you know, we're always players. Everyone nil down. You know, we don't get complacent ever. We're all driven and kind of and say, well, yeah, what's next? The best the best part of the week is when Mark admit me. So this is the case study for next week or the or two weeks and there's some amazing stuff that come in late in the year and actually being flexible and saying actually should we wait until that one you know and don't you know there's so many days we don't have to do every one we don't have to do every throwback thursday we don't you know it's kind of, let's do what's good for us not what we uh, I, I love that that's so important to hear as well because 
I think it's really interesting when, when I ran a blog in Switzerland where I was helping people connect with the local community and with each other, I had so many things I wanted to tell people. I would get really excited and I'd like bang out five blog posts in one day and just publish them all. And when I was stepping away and was leaving Switzerland and moving to the UK and I had to hire someone to take over, I was like telling her what I do and how I do it. And, you know, and I at that point had created over 400 articles and, you know, I was just pumping them out all the time. And she was like, whoa, like that's not a pace that, you know, I can do. But she said, also, what if we were to drip feed this information and, you know, rather than just blast people with it, like actually drip it out. And I think that's a really important concept that actually you can stockpile what you want to present. And actually by doing that, you know, by by stockpiling stuff and by building up uh, building up an arsenal, really, of the, the stories and the information you want to get out, then you can pace it out and pre-schedule it. And then actually it takes off this pressure of I got to create content all the time. And you can actually let a pe- I like to say you like to let content percolate. You know, I always say, for example, with Instagram, it's a mistake to post every day. That's my own personal opinion. Number one, you got to keep that up. That means creating 365 posts a year, which is craziness, right? So what if you were to just do two, three posts per week? Let those sit there and get people to respond to them and connect with them. And, you know, then you reduce, you go from 365, you know, if you were to cut four out per week, that's a lot, you know, that's over 200 posts. You're not going to, you don't have to do anymore. So I think it's important for people to hear that it's okay to not post every single day. It's okay to not blast people with every story. And actually the, the time in between is important. It's, would you agree though? Consistency. Even if it's one case study per week, you've got to be consistent. Well, for us, I mean, it, 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 it changes. You know, it's kind of. I think the thing is, certainly, there's no rules, which is, which is which is kind of exciting. And I would say you can go back to stuff as well. So Corey's story. So your your audience go. Oh, yeah, we remember Corey. And got email this morning from somebody said, "Oh, hasn't he grown up?" One of our supporters. It was like, and they saw him with his big ginger hair when he was six, and now they've seen him like eleven year old, and actually. Go back, don't be afraid. You've already got what content have you got? We're constantly finding stuff. Like, oh, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You know, and we, we've got a big car rally coming up uh, next year, Twin Town Challenge. And there's people there that people from Oxfordshire and further field uh, dressed as Scooby Doo. We've got um, sort of, sort of Mary Berry with, with, a, with a beer bottle. We've got some kind of stuff. So much content. It gets people excited. Yeah, tell us about the, the tell us about that. I'm so excited you are doing it. I was worried. So COVID knocked you off this year. You couldn't do the Twin Town Challenge this year. Yeah, we, we got postponed obviously in 2020, and then this year yeah. we thought just like Brendan. I think I think you might know Brendan Cross. He's just an amazing guy, fellow VP of Tim's. Yeah, so basically Twin Town Challenges, uh, 100 500 pound cars go from Blenheim Palace to the 2K in France, and they do. Bonkers challenges um, in, in, throughout, the, throughout the, the weekend, and it raises it's the biggest fundraiser. But it's about it's a community. Um, what you, when you say hundred to five hundred pound cars, what does that mean? Like you buy a car that's between one hundred and five hundred pounds, and then you separate it. So basically, you 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 can pay five hundred pound for a car. Okay. And basically, that's the limit, and then you spend anything you want on it. And we've had ice cream vans, or we've had limos. So there's been maybe some cheating going on, I think. And they go from and basically, you know, you, we have challenges that we go around. We've been around Silverstone, Brands Hatch. Um, we've done. We have a street party in France. Um, we, we do. Um, we do treasure hunts, and it's like literally next next April, May, uh, 400, 
40 people will go, go to France. Uh, those people that you know in the business community and just have a, a lot of fun and they, they raise a lot of money and we're really grateful. But how, content, how long does this uh, this car journey take? It's uh, it's a bank holiday, so you, you'll leave Blender Palace in the morning. We we'll get your breakfast. It's such a lot of um, lot, lot, lot of fun, and, you, and you, you can earn points. Like you get people that you know that record you a message saying good luck. Um, it's just well, it's the best weekend ever. I mean, I would say. It, well, uh, Lachelle, who's our events coordinator, she's listening right now. So, Lachelle, <laughs> that is our Q2 event next year. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna get some Tech Pixie cars going. It's gonna be yeah. Look, see, Lorna says Tech Pixie Star Car. Exactly. You don't even know what's hit you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's brilliant. Of course, I know I've known you for years, and I love just connecting with you in general. Um, you guys, uh, last time I saw you in person, you had won a huge award. So oh, it was the Oxfordshire Business Award for yeah. was it 2017. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah, no, I think it was, yeah, it was up in yeah. So I mean, for us, that we were so lucky to to win that, and it's also it's like, and I would say to other charities like go for awards, and it, because you know it's a benchmark. You think actually, the analysis of uh, what are we doing, and because you're so busy doing it, you know, and, and like I, I can see, I know tech is the passion. You get carried or not carried by carried away. Passion's good. It's the best thing, but but kind of sometimes you're like, ah, let's the brakes on actually think, oh, what are we doing? And actually, it's oh yeah, well, we're doing okay because you, you're so busy, Caroline. You you don't stop to think. Um, yeah, and you're right. Going for awards is really important. And I, I remember being shocked when I found out like you only win awards if you put yourself forward for them. And you know, I thought I thought, oh, you know, it's this magical thing where someone nominates you and then you know you win. Which does happen. I mean, we won an award that way where someone nominated us and we won. Um, but very often you have to apply for awards. And actually what they do is if you do win, they give you serious credibility. Uh, and also they kind of, the more you win, and the other thing too is once you start winning one, you start winning more. And what that does is it builds up that external credibility that someone says, you know, this is an award-winning charity. This is an award-winning program. And, you know, they want to be part of that because People like winners, right? They want to be a part of that. But the thing to realize is you're not going to win any awards if you don't put yourself out there and apply for them in the first place. And I think it's super important for charities and also small business owners um, to be applying for those awards because they, I can tell you with 100% certainty, the very first award we won, which was the 2017 Enterprise Nation Female Startup of the Year, that changed everything for us. That changed everything. Well, and, and, and firstly, for us, we won the West Oxfordshire Charity of the Award 2010, 10 years ago, that for us as well, because we met one person there, Brendan, who has in turn helped transform the, the, the charity. It's kind of, and you just don't know. But without going for that award, that, we, never, we never didn't did apply for Well, I remember doing the, the old the email. Oh, should we, oh, let's try it. We hadn't done that. We wouldn't have been able to help literally huge numbers of people. So awards, go for them. Awards, go for them. This is such a great conversation. So um, the other thing too, I want to just bring up, we have a lot of people in our program who have um, raised children with autism, which, um, you know, as you know, uh, with children with autism, they, there's a, quite a lot of um, care that has to go into making sure that they get the schooling and the care that they need. And it means that a lot of women end up having to drop out of the workforce in order to look after a child with autism. Um, a lot of the work that you do is with the eye control. Are you making any progress in the autism space? 
I mean, being at the moment, because the physical disability bit is just so huge on, on, on its yeah. own. I mean, we, we do have people with complex needs who have got who are disability and have got uh, autism, but not specifically, um, no. But we do find things like Minecraft particularly seems to be, anecdotally, a, a lot of children and adults that we know really get into Minecraft. And I do know that there was a, there's a private server that a parent um, set up for, for children with, 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 so they then go there. So, yeah, not as yet. And I think because the physical disability is so huge in its own, all disability yeah. there. So I, I don't think we will, but there are some amazing charities <laughs> working in, in, in that field. The reason I brought it up was one of our Tech Pixies has posted on here that her son, um, and which is, this is what I love, because this, this is so inspiring. She says, um, her son who is autistic and has Asperger's, age 12, wants to develop gains for children who can't speak and hear. So what I think is really great is when, when people see that you can take physical disabilities and you can get people onto games with their eyes. It's like it's like Roger Bannister breaking the four minute mile, which was done in Oxford right around the corner from where I live. But if when you did that, it opens up the possibility that it's possible. It opens up the, 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 it's the key to unlocking what humans are capable of. And so I just love the fact that, you know, someone felt there was a problem and that there was a solution and then here's what you guys have done and you know i just think that's amazing and what that does is by other people seeing your success it opens up the doors to well that we could do this as well you know yeah it, it, it's, it's just quite a story i mean it's escapism you know and kind of actually i remember being in a pub like 15 years ago with dr mick and, and we worked together so it's like people go with people and um at a charity called ace they're amazing and they did communication he said what do people what do people want to communicate about what happens that you don't stop being disabled at five o'clock and kind of those kind of inspirational things um the technology in the last year you know for me it's just like especially the fact we'll you know it, it, it's very hard to have my daughter have so many friends and it's kind of we, we just want to keep keep on keeping on um and don't change you know I've, it's kind of nice and a bit random that Kim Kardashian tweeted about us three years ago. So random things happen that we're the official charity for Hobgoblin Brewery, uh, like 100 yards away from my house. But it's kind of, I, I think we're just, we're different, uh, but we're authentic. And it's a group of, it's a community of people like Tech Pixies that kind of that care and, want, and want, to, want, to, want to do good. I love that. Be different, be authentic, do good. Like, I think that is that epitomizes what you're about. It epitomizes what we're about. And I just think that's why it's such a great partnership. Well, I wanna just personally thank you for um, the support you've given us um, over the years. And uh, I know for a fact, you know, when we were very in our early days and, you know, it couldn't afford a Dropbox subscription and things like that, you know, where you just reached out and said, how can we help? And, you know, I wanna reciprocate that now and say, you know, how can we help? And we will, continue to share your stories and also um, hopefully we'll get our little cars going. Uh, our little <laughs> car cars. I'm so excited about this. If Lachelle's not pumped up about this, then I don't know. I don't, she's going nuts right now. I know Lachelle. She's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. Amira's going to come along with us. That's her daughter. So it'll be so much fun. Um, Nick, I want to thank you so much for your time today. There were some incredible nuggets in here around, um, you know, authentic stories and case studies and really sharing content, but also that that concept of storing content, not having to share everything right now, but pacing it out. And, you know, it's that concept of we're in it for them. It's a marathon, not a sprint. 
we're in it for the long run. Let, you know, we don't need everything to happen right now, but let's keep building on the base that we've got. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and try and have fun as well. I think that, that's an important thing. <laughs> we are having fun sometimes. I think <laughs> it's, it's pivotal. Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, so if people want uh, to donate after listening to this, where, where can they go to do that? Oh, uh, it's specialeffect.org.uk, but you don't have to. Just being here and, 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 and it, it, it is enough. Spreading the word. If you follow us on LinkedIn. But you would great. accept the donation if it came your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But uh, I would say if, if you could follow, follow us on LinkedIn, that will be fantastic because that's a real platform for us now for sharing stuff and social media generally. But thank you for thank you for being you. And, and if you make it to France next year, you won't regret it. <laughs> but, Nick, I want to close on that, that one thing you just said, because a lot of charities don't realize what they can do within the business sector. And I love that what you just said is our number one network that we're focused on is LinkedIn and you're a charity. And that is such a great tip for people who are in the charity space. We have a lot of women in our program who work for charities or who run charities and they're on all the networks, but they're not on LinkedIn or they're not focused on LinkedIn. So I think that's really powerful what you just said is, you know, you said, go follow us on LinkedIn. I love that because people don't realize that that's, that that's, you know, so go connect with Nick, Nick Streeter, S-T-R-E-E-T-E-R. I've just given away your name, uh, but also uh, connect with, uh, yeah, look, Rosemary's just followed you on LinkedIn. Brilliant. But with LinkedIn, it's kind of, it's, people forget about it. They think, well, it's, but the way to thank people as well. It's just a, a share a story. Um, well, one last story. Sorry. I, we, we put, uh, I love stories. Go for it, Nick. <laughs> So there was a little lad that we helped who's got um, leukemia, um, a little lad called Luke down in Devon. So he's got this little robot called Nick. That's no, it's just coincidence. And basically his robot was, was taken onto a tractor with his dad and he was, he was at home. So he can't leave the house. It was great. He's feeling a bit down. Um, and his favorite game is Train Simulator. So I literally put up a, a post on it and say, does anybody know the makers of Train Simulator? Within two hours... There was somebody in Switzerland, um, the, the, the developer there, got in touch and they, they sent him some, some a big swag and a, a farm simulator game and stuff. So it's not about the money, it's not about the money, it's, it's about helping people. But this is why those stories are so important because that's what this is all about. It's about humanity and it's about recognizing that we are all different and we all have different needs. And actually we can take a moment out of our day to brighten the day of somebody else, you know? And I love that the developer was this, sharing the story with the developer made the developer want to improve that child's life and give it a better, him a better day. And I think that's what, that's what life's all about. It's about making things better for other people. And, and if you're doing that, you're doing, you're doing your job in this world. Definitely. And actually don't just always ask for advice. It's the best thing ever. You know, actually, you know, what do you think? You know, just like, just, 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 involve people and just yeah, try be nice do good that's so true and and we were we're doing some um we've got some really exciting plans in the next year and uh and and if i try and sit down and formulate what the the the, the language around it or what i want to do or exactly this or that i will i will not have as good of a result as if i go to the community and say answer this question uh, or help me out with this. And I will, you know, our entire social media superhero bootcamp is based on the fact that I went into the community and I said, we have to rename this and I have to come up with a new theme. You know, what theme should I do? And, and everyone put in different input. And we, in the end, it was someone suggested social media superhero. And I was like, yes, that makes 100% 
you know, and, and then that, and then all the creativity was unlocked. And so I think you're right. Having those conversations, connecting with your community and getting the feedback from your community is massively important to, to creativity and moving forwards. Definitely. Do you listen to the High Performance podcast, the one with um, uh, Jake Humphrey? That had Stephen Barlett on there. Um, oh, cool. I'll have to go yeah. check it out. Well, I'll send sort of WhatsApp to Tim to pass it on to, but yeah, but it's kind of this like success doesn't happen in straight lines, you know, and, and it's kind of there's some real, really worth look, looking at. I mean, I follow it to get inspiration from different areas that it's people, yeah, charity, business, football clubs, rowing clubs, tennis clubs. It's just people, PTAs, and I think just learning from people and, and just trying to have fun and be nice. Yeah. Have fun and be nice. There's so many good clips here, Nick. Well, thank you so much for coming today. And thank you to those of you who listened to this. Please go check out Special Effect. Definitely follow them, connect with them, share their stories. And, and like, that, like Nick said, yes, it's great to get some money, but more important to share the stories because you don't know who you're going to impact by sharing that story. And you don't know how it'll boomerang back to the charity. So please do share those stories. Thank you, Nick. No worries.